everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 162, I think. I don't have anything in front of me, and I've been we've been away for a while. We were kicked off of Instagram, but we are back. So I'm here with Amani, Gabe, and our favorite guest, Gavin Wax, head of the New York Young Republican Club. And we are here to try and make some sense of the insanity that is the 2020 election. I mean, this year itself has been so terrible. Did we think that the election was going to go smoothly? Um, I don't even know. Gabe, Gabe, just start us off with this. Just give the people at home a little bit of uh, a little bit of hope. Oh, hope. Okay. So I've been trying to do that this whole. Uh, I've been trying to do that this past couple of days. Uh, for those of you who follow me on my socials, just asking what's been going on, uh, and I don't think we've really seen this before. Uh, we know that it was a Bush v. Gore kind of like scenario. I kind of suspected it with maybe, you know, like one state, not like the rest of the states that haven't been called uh, officially for Trump yet. Uh, and yeah, a lot of uh, voter uh, ballots being dumped off in the dead of night in refrigerators and wagons. And when you try and bring this up to the BBC, they tell you that you're not actually doing anything, uh, that you're not saying the right information. And it's fake news, even though Project Veritas is out there. So I could only use their sources. Um, so that's fun. Uh, aside from that, uh, we have protesters in the streets and they're protesting when they're, quote, winning. I don't know what for this time. Uh, but yeah, we're all just uh, waiting with windows uh, boarded up, I suppose. I mean, it's been completely insane. And obviously the left was going to riot regardless, right? Because if Biden won, they were like, hey, we got a free pass. If Trump wins, it was, oh, no, Trump bad, must kill conservative. I mean, this is the same nonsense we've been dealing with forever, but it's just this whole election process, you know, we've seen it. There have been issues with, you know, allegedly, you know, people being told to use Sharpies, people, you know, being told that they can't be poll watchers. You know, we've seen people escorted out. We saw a lawyer and a poll watcher escorted out. You know, these videos all over the place. We have poll um, people counting ballots wearing Biden masks. We have rent. We have thousands of ballots appearing overnight, right after. Oh, we're just going to stop counting. We're just going to stop. It's fine. We're tired. We're going home. It's not like you know this is the presidential election, and then four o'clock in the morning. Oh my God! All these ballots for Biden, and we've seen the media bias. Bias, right? They called Arizona and California the second after the polls closed, right? They called New York at sixty-three percent. But they wouldn't call Florida at ninety-seven percent. They wouldn't call Texas at ninety-seven percent. They, it's, it's this game that they play, and we've seen it with New York elections for years, where they want us to believe that we have no chance. It's the same reason why so many people in New York who are Republicans, who are conservatives, don't go vote. Right? It's just a blue state. My vote doesn't count. And then you stay home, and guess what? It happens. And there are reports in places like Arizona that a bunch of registered Republicans stayed home. But there has just been, it's impossible to know what's true and what's not because the media is reporting wins, right? They're reporting numbers, they're reporting totals, but they're not verifying this information. We've already seen that if you actually go to the website for the for that state, for whatever state you're looking at, if you go to their board of elections, that gives you the actual number of what they've updated. Mm-hmm. But the media is just reporting what they want for all these things and it, they made it look like Joe Biden was going to win this election at nine o'clock at night last night. Yeah, depending on which electoral map will depend whether or not Biden currently has the 264. I think uh, the New York Times brought him down to like the 250s. I think they just shot him up recently. Um, so either way, 
ironically enough, they haven't called Alaska. Don't know what's taking so long over there. I mean, I All would the expect people, to Gabe, be, There's you know, so many people. Yeah, they got a you know those little uh, little uh, snow uh, sleds with the dogs on them. I think one of them broke a, like a foot on the way over there to bring in the ballots. Maybe they're, you know, performing some rescue that Sarah Palin's heading. God, Amani, what, what are you making of this? I thought that uh, my people in Arizona had really let us down since there's a whole lot of. Mexicans over there. I really thought uh, that I was going to have to buy a plane ticket and go over there and really uh, start getting to work because that was unacceptable. I have a lot of family members already telling me, oh, he's losing, he's losing because they don't understand that the media is playing games, essentially, letting making people believe that Joe is winning certain states so that when Trump actually does flip them, hopefully he does, keep your fingers crossed, it looks like he cheated in some way or another. So they're really just prepping the country to burn, which was expected. You know, um, but I'm really glad that uh, this isn't one at all. So I think people should still uh, have faith and hopefully the system works. And for now, that's all we can do is just wait. And the yeah, other no. thing is, you really think that President Trump's legal team is going to let any of this nonsense slide? They're not, they're not going to take this lying down. They're going to fight this till the Supreme Court. That's what's going to happen. This is going to end up in court and it's going to be somewhat some version of Bush v. Gore. But it's it's just it's complete insanity. And everyone was expecting 2016 to crush Hillary. Hillary just got obliterated and it wasn't going to happen because of mail in voting, because of the left's, you know, pure hatred of President Trump. It was not going to happen that way. Gavin, where do you see this moving forwards? I'm still confident. I think uh, the litigation is going to start. I think the recounts are going to start. I think they're going to push back. Trump is not going to concede. Uh, he's a fighter. He is not going to take this massive fraud standing down. This is the most fraudulent election in U.S. history. This is third world stuff. It's absolutely pathetic what's going on. The evidence is massive. Uh, it looks like they basically neutered what would have been a Trump landslide. If you look at the down ballot races in the House, uh, they're doing well for Republicans. So that tells you that there's an inverse correlation. So for some reason, why would the House Republicans be doing well and the Senate be doing well, but not the president who has the highest approval rating of any Republican? It makes no sense. Why is a state like New York at 43%? New York voted to the right of Colorado, of New Mexico, of Virginia, of Minnesota, which people thought was a swing state. So how is he getting 43% in New York? It looks like we're about to take back the state Senate with 29 seats and if we could get some defectors from the Dems and we're winning D plus one house seats. How is New York uh, that far in, in, in towards Republicans, but places like Arizona, which have been historically Republican, places like Georgia, which are more Republican than Florida, all of a sudden too close to call. Why? Because they didn't need to implement fraud in New York because they knew New York would still go for them. But where do they implement fraud? Largely in swing states, largely in swing states where the Democrats are in power. It is absolutely atrocious what's going on. Trump won hands down on election day. If we use the same electoral system we used in 2016, he would have won in a landslide. I had a map that I put out that I was bold. I predicted it. I said he holds all the 2016 states. He flips Nevada. He flips Minnesota. Maybe flips New, Mexico, um, New Hampshire. That would have been possible had there not been massive amounts of fraud. And when I was watching on election night, he came in within seven points in Miami-Dade County. He turned Florida from the biggest toss-up in the nation from the last 20 years 
into a pretty solid Republican state, and he almost won Miami. He has the most historic numbers of, from minorities in 60 years, 60 years as a Republican. You have to go back to Richard Nixon, I believe, to get someone who polled this well with Hispanics, with blacks, with Muslims, with Jews, with every minority group you can imagine. He outperformed the Republicans. So all this nonsense about him being racist is ridiculous because he's deracialized politics because he built this massive coalition. If you look at Texas, the real grand reality, the most Hispanic county in the country, I think it's Zabata County, Clinton won that, I believe, by double digits. He won it this time. He won it. So all this nonsense about him losing is BS. He ran a real campaign. He had real enthusiasm. The voter registration numbers were great. Um, all the good polls had him up in all these states. If you looked at the numbers, they were so clearly fraud. You have record turnout. You have like 90% turnout in Wisconsin statewide, and you have some districts in Wisconsin that have turned out over 100. You have dead people voting. You have people voting multiple times. You have late ballots. You have ballots that are not verified. They stopped the count when he was up. I went to bed 3.30 a.m. Uh, on November 4th. He was up in Wisconsin. He was up in Pennsylvania. He was up in Michigan. He was up in, in Pennsylvania by like Alabama numbers. He had a double digit lead and they had almost 80% of the vote counted. Then you wake up the next day and everything's been erased and they keep stopping it to see how many they need. This is the biggest coup in US history. He won in a landslide. He won with record numbers and he has to fight every ballot. That's what they're mm -hmm. saying. They're saying this was the same stuff that happened in Venezuela when Hugo Chavez took over. They would they would count the votes, they would yes. stop, and then all of a sudden they would just find all these ballots. And we're seeing videos of things being brought into these polling places at like four o'clock in the morning in coolers by people who do not seem to be very official poll counters or to be anybody. It just seems, or they're not male people. It's not like they're bringing in the ballots. It seems like they're just bringing stuff in when they need it, just like you said, Gavin. And Joseph Stalin said this, it doesn't matter who votes, it matters who counts the votes. And that's the biggest problem is we see this, like you said, they stop the count and then all of a sudden it's a straight line up. It doesn't make any sense. If that happened for Trump, they, they would literally, cities would be on fire right now. Cities would yep. be on fire and the left and every single media outlet being, oh, Trump's stealing the election, Trump's stealing the election. But because it's happening against Trump, they're all quiet about it and they don't want to report on it. But you guys said it right. They're already rioting, like Gabriel said. Um, two, they have systematically changed the way elections are done in the last six months because they used COVID as an excuse. They got rid of all the checks, all the balances, all the safeguards in the last six months because of COVID. And they've totally rewritten the election. If you look at the, the people who voted on election day, Trump won by like two to one. It was insane. And uh, what's going on, like you said, that drastic jump does not happen. When I went to bed... I was looking it up and it said Wisconsin, Trump will win. They need mathematically like 70 something percent of the next ballots to come in for Joe Biden. And what happened exactly all those numbers came in for Joe Biden, exactly what he needed. It's all statistically impossible. It's all mathematically impossible. It's all shady. They need to do forensic analysis. They're not letting poll watchers in. This is outrageous what they're doing. There's gonna be recounts, there's gonna be lawsuits. It's not over. Arizona could still go our way. If we flip Arizona and we hold Pennsylvania, they'll have a narrow win. Then we can go back to the other states and see what we can do to get cherries on top. But Trump is not going to yeah. give up. Al Gore will give up in 2000 to Bush until the end of December. So there's no reason Trump has to concede. He should not concede. This is way worse. This is like six Floridas. Um, yeah. And this is in. 
and we need to actually we need to implement what Florida did. Florida fixed their voting system. We need to have that nationwide. We need voter ID laws. We need to fix the voter rolls. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable what's going on. And this would have been the most historic win. And the, and tons of uh, GOP members, GOP leaders, are nowhere to be found. They're not defending the president when they literally owe the president for their win. Some of these people are talentless and they have no talent. And the only reason they're elected is because of Trump and they're not saying anything. No, I agree with that 100%. But another thing that not only the media, academia, as well as these um, bipartisan uh, poll watchers and uh, you know counters are doing is that they are fundamentally giving ammunition to the Democrats to destroy or attempt to destroy the Electoral College. Moving forward, if we ever lose the Senate, if we continue to lose the House and we lose the presidency, if, if it all goes blue one you know, election cycle, they're going to push harder to abolish the Electoral College. They're going to use their um, you know, 1619 project, uh, implicit bias racism arguments that, uh, that, that our current, um, there's voter suppression and the Electoral College is not a part of how uh, democracy is won in the United States and whatnot. So they are just destroying the, the foundation of the United States here. And everyone's okay with it. And I agree 100% with what Gavin is saying. A lot of people have been picking up seats and gaining traction due to the president of the United States, due to the Trump administration. And there needs to be a stronger presence. I'm very happy that Crenshaw came out. Uh, I'm, su I'm surprised that not more have come out openly and really demanded results. But I'm sure that the Trump team is already on it. But he shouldn't have to be alone in this fight. He came in alone, virtually alone, back in 2016 in the 2016 election. There should be no reason for him to be continuing with that into this election cycle. It would have been a massive victory. Uh, we did very well. The administration did very well in actually doing minority outreach. Um, and it would have just carried on so well. I mean, how the heck do you just wake up to 130,000 votes for the opposite yeah. person? You can count in mail-in ballots. That's fine. But at least, you know, gave us like, uh, we got 20,000, he got the rest of the hundreds. Yeah, it can't all be for one person. It doesn't make any sense. And you see the turnout. You see the turnout for Republicans. We saw the turnout for when I went to bed, Jamie Silvestri was up. George Santos was up on Tom Swazi. You saw this happening. And we saw the massive turnout all because of the presidential election. Because we saw in 2018, yep. no one in New York voted. Our state got yep. their state government was destroyed because no one voted, and everyone came yep. out for this. You're telling me people in swing states stayed home for Trump? It doesn't make sense. And you're, and you're saying Joe Biden is more popular than Barack Obama? Let me get this straight. This guy didn't run a campaign. He wasn't on the campaign trail, but he got record numbers, record numbers, not across the country. He got Obama numbers like Bucky. Like in Philadelphia? Why those three places? Why didn't he get record turnout in New York City? Why didn't he get record turnout in Miami? Why didn't he get record turnout in, I don't know, uh, LA, San Francisco? No, he only got record turnout that surpassed Obama's numbers in a few selective states where they control the government. That is such a fraudulent uh, fact. It's just a fraud, it's a fraudulent, uh, piece of evidence right there it's a piece of evidence to support the fraud because he he didn't he wasn't that popular there was no enthusiasm for him down ballot but the party registration numbers were closing if you look at the county by county numbers in places like wisconsin they don't make any sense you could take a border county and over the border in another state say iowa 
you're talking about the same type of people, white, working class, lower income, you know, everything about the people that live in this county is the same as the people that live in that county. The only thing is the, is the state line, okay? What, both counties went big for Trump. Now, why is it this year that one county over here, it's suppressed and then Biden numbers are up, but the county on the other side of the border, it's fine for Trump. He's still winning by double digits. When they have like the same profile demographically, it's fraudulent. It's totally fraudulent. You, the Appalachian counties in West Virginia, in Ohio, they voted big for him. You go over into PA, they voted for him, but now there's all these other Biden votes being found. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's it's very suspicious when it comes in a time. Imani, you were going to say something before? Um, well, I was surprised as I've, I've been voting um, for a couple years now. I'm a little old now. Um, I've been voting and they always, um, I either have to own this right here. Look at that. I always have to show this little thing. Dude, I'm sure you guys get that, right? I show it. It's easy. Then I sign. There's like several different checks to make sure that I'm me. Now I was, I was definitely, I mean, the, the mask thing doesn't help, right? Like the ID is going to have to require me to pull my, it, it, it was the perfect cover up. They didn't ask me for ID. My grandma and I love her very much. She could have died yesterday and I could have gone in, given her name, her address, and I could have voted for her. So this is a complete mess. And, um, I just, I was very disappointed when I found out that they didn't, they told my mom, they were like, Oh no, sweetheart, I don't need that. Like they were almost happy that they don't, that they didn't need to require ID as if you don't need an ID to go to the club on Saturday and Sunday. And it's just, I don't know. It's really disappointed me that this is going on and what you're seeing um, with uh, the people that um, are there working, wearing uh, Biden paraphernalia. And it's just, disgusting because if I, I actually couldn't even wear my American flag mask while I was standing online to go vote for Trump and everybody else had their little Biden gear on and I'm like I will get killed for standing here wearing this so it's I think I was being suppressed to be honest with you but anyway well, the, le the left has this theory right it's everything that they don't like about elections is considered voter suppression the electoral college yeah. voter suppression voter ID Voter suppression. You need yeah. an ID to do almost everything in this country. Why not vote? Record turnout. Where's the suppression? Every, there were lines. Record turnout. We have the high, He got the highest number of votes ever, and they're saying voter suppression? Give me a vote. Yeah. Every time you want to do something according to the Constitution, you're trying to suppress votes because minorities cannot possibly find documentation, cannot find a utility bill, cannot find anything to go to the D oh, and they can't find the DMV because they probably don't have cell phones because they're poor or they don't have a car, enough money for a bus. So I, I just I love the excuses. It's amazing. Tack did a video about this one time and he went just went around asking people in poor neighborhoods, do you have an issue getting ID? They all said no. He's like, you know what the DMV is, right? They're like, yeah, it's right around the corner. Like this yeah. lie that the left loves yeah. to push, that they just close DMVs in minority neighborhoods because they don't want black people to have driver's licenses. Everything in the country is racist, according to them. Gabe, yes, you wanted to say something. The illustrious Gabe Montalvo. Thank you. No, I wanted to give uh, a little bit of credit to Gavin's resolve. He's probably making pasta right now, and he like jumped back to like <laughs> tell that. Is that what he's doing right now? Gavin yes. heard voter suppression. He's like, I got. This. <laughs> I feel like his 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 blood is made of pasta water. There we go. So, <laughs> so, but not only that, and the DMVs aren't going anywhere. Uh, a and and B, I was talking to somebody. I actually had a little bit of an argument about this, saying that Republicans are giving. And it was on the BBC, and she was giving me this uh, whole malarkey that 
it's a conspiracy that Republican, this is before the election, uh, that uh, voters, uh, the idea of um, ballots being stuffed were, it was just some sort of giant conspiracy theory. And she's like, well, I live here in Washington state. We've been voting in by mail for months, or sorry, for years. And it's been fine. I'm like, because you guys don't have anyone running as a Republican. <laughs> You guys are just a, a blue stronghold. Who are you having left to like to to uh, go up against? What the the primary? You guys, it's either the lesser of the two socialists, and obviously, if you're in Washington State, the socialist is going to win. She didn't like that very much. And then I said, "You guys want to talk about conspiracies? Okay, let's talk about conspiracies." It was your side that said that Trump is actively removing mailboxes to stop people from. The not even, not even that game. The last four years, they've been t still talking about him colluding with Russia to steal the 2016 election. Talk about conspiracies. Chef Gavin over here is uh, trying to show off. Yeah. <laughs> with a <the> skillet. <laughs> but I mean, this uh, if, if the 130,000 came for Trump, I would have said, okay, something's not right. Something's not right whatsoever. It's I weird. Don't, I don't it's impossible. Agree. It's impossible. It's statistically yeah, even impossible. Even said, oh, God, that's not right. Like, we actually want integrity in this process, but somehow it, it seems that, 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 again, that's voter suppression. I actually had um, someone close to me say, oh, did you know? And they're a, they're a, they hate Trump. And they said, hey, did you know that, that Trump is trying to stop uh, uh, people from counting the ballots now? He doesn't want anyone's vote to count anymore. And it's like... I'm sure when they heard that on that, CNN. It seems horrible, right? But you have to look at what exactly he's talking about. He said, we can't keep voting ballot, keep uh, counting ballots that are coming in after election day. Like that's not supposed to work that way unless you're in Pennsylvania. Then that's a whole, then that's a whole nother issue. Um, because with the ballots now, we have an issue of whether, and I know this is going to involve the courts of whether uh, some things are postmarked correctly, when something came in. So we really are going to have a long uh, time before we really see, at least I want to say Pennsylvania, because of what they did with the, with the timing of everything, unless they've changed it. Have they changed it or is it the same? With the 10, no, 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 not 10 I, days. If Biden three, was winning, they would have called it for him already. So it's irrelevant. It's because yeah. Trump is in the lead, so we'll never hear about Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, we're we're not going to lead him. He's such a big lead; he's over the margin of fraud. That, that's why that's why it's so taking so long because they don't know what to do. They about need it. to fill out the ballots. They have it. They don't have enough fake ballots to, to just drop them off. They have to fill out new ones. They could have spread sure. it out a little bit, you know. I, th I would give it. I would give them more credit. I guess I'm giving them more credit. And here's the here's the thing. I have said. And I, while I don't believe that the president's going to lose by any means, I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to lose uh, in a fair election, is what I mean to say, uh, by any means. If, God forbid, that this was 2016, and it just so happened to be that, hey, we all, all counted up, he didn't win, I would be like, all right, I get it. But I'm never going to pack down from this, only because this is com a completely different ballgame. I don't think we've ever seen this happen before, uh, to this scale, I mean. And... There, for the past four years, the only thing that the Democrats have been known for, the only thing that they've been trying to do, has been removing the president from office. They said that that was the first thing they were going to do. They said, oh, no matter who, oh, no matter what happens, we're not going to treat the president if the Republicans win the same way that the Republicans treated Obama. They did it even worse. They did it times 10. The Republicans didn't even get to impeach Obama. And so, all right, I, you know what? 
you've been telling me for four years that you're trying to remove this president. You've been doing everything in your power to try and remove this president. And now we're just supposed to accept the fact that in the dead of night, numbers just start switching after you told everyone specifically that it's going to be okay. We're going to try this again tomorrow. Nancy Pelosi literally said, I, no matter what happens on election day, I know Joe Biden will be president. Like, wow, when they finish counting all those ballots, I promise you it'll be Joe. Yeah. yeah. Because we'll find enough ballots at some point. You know, this goes to court and all of a sudden, December 12th, oh my God, look, we found another 50,000 ballots for Joe Biden. Oh, we just flipped another state. I have a feeling they think they're not going to get away with it. They're just doing it to like make it so delegitimate and like make it murky. So when he does take power, it'll just be four years of them claiming he stole it. Because exactly. Either they're desperate and doing this like as a last Hail Mary, or they're just doing it because they know uh, it's, it's part of a different plan. They're not actually trying to keep them out, but they just know it's good or whatever. Because any recounts they have where you have to verify these ballots, they have to be, you have to observe them. They have to have, they have to be marked. I mean, there's tons of laws they're breaking. And you, you, someone said it earlier, if you go to the actual board of election sites for places like Michigan and otherwise, he's up still. And those are the final results. A lot of the media results, they, they, in, they infer they take they take actual numbers and then they add on to what they think is going to happen. It's all bullshit. That's why the Arizona call by Fox was BS, and uh, they were just they were just lying. He could probably take Arizona. He may take it tonight at, at midnight or at two a.m. So we'll see. And if he takes Arizona and he holds Georgia, I heard Georgia. It's just the military ballots and rurals that are left, and it's still up. If he holds Georgia. He holds Arizona, and he holds his lead in PA. He won, and he can claim victory, and he should claim victory. Well, people are trying to give the claim like, oh, well, it's voter suppression uh, against our troops who are fighting so hard for us. I'm like, wait a second. Didn't we find 25,000 like military ballots like in a ditch somewhere on the side of a road? And you want well, to tell was, me? They, 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 they were the for Trump. It's not voter suppression if they're Trump ballots. It's the whole court packing thing, right? Because they pushed through Amy Coney Barrett. That's court packing. It's everything I don't like is court packing. Everything I don't like is racist. Everything I don't like is voter suppression. It's literally an all or nothing thing. And we saw this. I want to touch on it very quickly. The Bevelyn Beattie stabbing in D.C. Hmm. Literally a group of black women and I guess a white man were assaulted by who they claim was BLM. Um, we don't know exactly who it was. They, they're saying in the video it was BLM. It could same be Antifa. Same. It's essentially the same thing at this point. It doesn't really make yes. a difference. Mm -hmm. And you see this coward, this absolute coward. I'm going to call him a coward because only a coward as a man would stab a woman in the back. You see him swing his arm directly into her back while she's grabbing somebody else. And then they all run away. And this is the problem because Trump is evil and everyone who votes for Trump is evil. So violence is okay. And so hating people and getting them fired is okay. And there is no more such thing as civil discourse with leftists anymore. It is, you are my enemy and we are at war. And then we see this nonsense where anyone who wants to buy a gun, oh my God, you're just, you want to suppress minorities. That's why you need a firearm, right? You don't want to protect your home. You want to be able to murder murder people of color. And it's just, they go on this, in, it, they live in this insane world where everything they do is justified. And anything that goes against that is right. It's racism. That that's essentially what it is. And they feel so righteous about it. And it's a real problem that we have really, we're moving farther apart as a country. So when Trump got elected, we knew that like, listen, people aren't that far apart, right? 85% of people agree on 85% of the issues, but slowly, but surely the, the fringe groups are growing. Why? Because you have an echo chamber in the media where they're constantly telling you these people are evil, these people are racist, these people want you dead. They want to 
they want to kill all the black people. They want to ship all the the Hispanics out of the country. They want you know they want to create this white supremacist utopia. And none of that is true. None of it's true. How many times has Donald Trump denounced white supremacy? How many times? At least twenty. It's been at least twenty times. But what? Approximately thirty-eight. He's never. He won't. It's like, tell us why you don't beat your wife. What? You're trying, you're trying to prove a negative. It's like you start off with an accusation, then you're like, deny it. It's like, Gabriel, tell me that you, uh, tell us a, a steal candy from babies. Is it, is it not true? And then you already have to be like, I don't steal candy from babies because dot, 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 dot. It's like, you're a, you're a racist. You're a white supremacist. Like, I- that's, a, that's a bad example for Gabe, though, because I have seen him take candy from a baby. Oh, we're not going to touch on the fact that he said about the whole white supremacy thing? I mean, no. it was a brown baby, Gabe. Right, once, of course. Once Gavin unfreezes, we'll let him finish his thought. But, like, yeah. Gabe, I, I've seen you. I've seen you do it. Oh. You can't deny it. It was probably my baby brother. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the thing about Cuban, Cuban Americans because Cuban Americans have been holding it down in Florida. Um, I believe over, over what is it, 54% uh, of the, the heat. Trump got over fifty-four percent of the Cuban vote, and now they're saying. But, but, but then what the they're not real they're white Hispanic. Now. Yeah, exactly. They're not real Hispanics. They're white now. They're white. They're white now. They possibly can't what it's like to struggle. It's not like they were, you know, starving uh, and and would get punished for for sneaking in a slice of meat over there. But anyway, or like they have to shark, uh, shark. They have to swim through shark-infested waters sometimes. Like no, they don't know the struggle. They possibly cannot know the struggle. No, well, but so- I- socialism is beautiful, right? People come to America on a floating door because socialism is so I amazing. That literacy program. Mm. We should we have that over here. We will tell you what to write. We will tell you what to say. And we will tell you how to spell it. <laughs> and you will pay attention. I leave the chat. I come back and Gabe will announce it. Of course, when Gabe is, you know, white supremacy. When Gabe is showing his true colors, the second I leave and then I come back, I knew what this. I know Gabe, that Nazi sympathizing baby killer. Oh my was, god! I mean, yeah. That was a good. That was a good German accent, though. You almost fooled me. Thank you. I went to Germany for a week, <laughs> a couple of years ago. No, it was because you know Gavin's a Jewish, uh, our Jewish guest, so you know we have to uh, be respectful. I'm your Jewish host. It's okay. You're a show. <laughs> But I think we should. I have a uh, Jewish star tattooed on my chest. I think I'm we should. As I eat like pork pasta. Right. No. Exactly. Uh, but I think uh, we should uh, acknowledge something. A little. A little bit of a, of a cushy uh, subject here. Uh, this is actually our first live stream of the Empire State Conservatives uh, Network uh, podcast. So this is so. live. Yeah, this is live. <laughs> Kevin's like, oh no, I'm eating pasta live. Boy, it's okay. A lot of people couldn't get the link. Oh, this is a free record. No, no, yeah. it will be it will be pushed. It will be pushed out. There is certainly a chat. It would have been the hard chat. to get when you were talking while you were making the pasta. That is true, but we do have a chat right now. I don't know if I uh, want to quickly read that while Gavin gathers his bearings. Oh my God! They're, oh, they're, uh, Jesus! Okay, wait, well, is this on Twitter? Can I share it? You could share I, the link if you share the link at the top of the stream. You could post it on Twitter. All right, hold on. Let me post it. Yeah. Yeah, but, right now, uh, our, Mama people... Joseph apparently has footage of a worker burning Trump mail-in ballots. Uh, Mama Joseph, if you want to forward that to us at uh, admin at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com, we'll be happy to take a look at it and disseminate that footage. Yeah, no, definitely. 
So please, uh, if you do have any sort of uh, information, share that. Like, share that as soon as you can. Uh, and everyone here will make sure that it gets, you know, shared more and even to the proper channels. So, there we go. There it's, in, uh, it's right there in the chat. Admin at Empire State Conservatives. All right. So, anyways, congrats to us. And yes, everyone, please enjoy Gavin's um, cooking skills. Yes. <laughs> so, what do we think? Do, so, wh who, what was the biggest upset state that you didn't get to see, like, uh, flip, per se? Me? Uh, anyway, well, I guess, yes. Going off with you. I mean, I think he won Michigan, Wisconsin, et cetera. There's some shady stuff in Minnesota, which I think he would have flipped. Nevada looks very close. Um, you have to remember Nevada, you got you got the unions in Las Vegas who have the hotels and everything. They're taking a shutdown. So they're upset. The rurals came out. Working class Hispanics came out. It's the same demographic you'll see. You know, that's the other thing that's really annoying. If, if he gets a certain percentage of a demographic vote in, say, Texas, he should get the same demographic vote in Arizona. It's not like they're completely that different. So if he's winning 40, 30 percent of the Hispanic vote in Texas, why is he not winning it in Arizona? I, I could understand if it's across the country. If you're talking about a bordering state, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why is there a discrepancy? Are they playing with the numbers? So I think we could still flip Nevada. I mean, they're holding off their vote longer than Philly is, that he must be up big. That was a protracted win for him. Mm -hmm. And that's the state that the Republicans have won, you know, within the last, you know, three, four cycles. Uh, so, I mean, that could have been it. I mean, I was surprised how bad New Hampshire was. I was surprised how bad Minnesota was. Um, Virginia seemed like it was close for a long time. It's, oh, yeah. it's even it's even done decent. He didn't do horrible in the suburbs of D.C. I think that was because of the rioting. So that's a state that, you know, maybe if we put more effort on, we could flip it back. So there's a lot of stuff there that's good. Uh, the only thing that's bad is these BS, you know, uh, these BS fraudulent ballots where they're only voting for president. They're not voting down ballot. So it doesn't make any sense. So we'll see what happens. Right. And does anyone here want to make the bold claim that it was Joe Jorgensen in these few key states that actually, uh, when, instead of people voting for Trump, that they voted for her instead? Because she got like, a what, a couple of hundred thousand votes uh, in certain, uh, or a few thousand votes in certain states. Uh, that I think could have went to the president. It, it theoretically yes, but the problem is that those no, most of those numbers were not final numbers when we saw the numbers for Jorgensen. Um, you're not you don't even know if those people were going to vote for Trump. Listen, libertarians are a very strange breed. I I always tell people I have many libertarian leanings, but I'm more of a constitutionalist. But it's you don't know if they were going to vote for Trump. A lot of them look at Trump as this kind of populist strongman, and they don't want that. So they were either going to stay, they were going to stay home or they were going to vote for Joe Jorgensen. It wasn't going to be that they were going to vote for Trump. And I was always told growing up, my, listen, my family voted straight Democrat. Nobody knows why, but they voted straight Democrat. And I said, listen, I'm just not like, I'm not going to vote. And they're like, well, if you don't vote, that's the same as voting for a Republican. I go, no, it's not because I wasn't going to vote for the Democrat. Like <laughs> it's the same, like 2016, my mom goes, if you don't vote for Hillary, it's like voting for Trump. I'm like, it's not because I was never going to vote for Hillary. That was never going to happen. So it's not taking a vote away from Hillary and giving it to someone else if I don't vote because I wasn't giving her my vote in the first place. So I think that's more likely that would have happened is that they weren't going to vote for Trump. They were either going to stay home or they were going to do some right in nonsense. I think a lot of libertarians don't like Trump. They don't like the Republican Party because if they did, they would be siding with the Republican Party more in places like New York and New Hampshire and places mm -hmm. like that where the Libertarian Party is slightly bigger. They would be siding with Republicans, but they're not. 
Because well, they, the, are, they are either voting for their candidates or they're staying home. Well, the Libertarian Party has a very interesting idea that they're trying to get as many people as they can and send them over to New Hampshire and actually flip it via that way, just like busing people in and living there, uh, which is an interesting concept. Now, the two biggest things that I've seen Libertarians um, argue with their issues with Republicans, the first one being uh, that Trump uh, supported the red flag laws uh, for you know, purchasing a firearm. And that, was the, that seems to be like the mainstream focus here, the, the red flag laws. And then a few others, I'd say, and which I could agree with on this one, was the spending, the amount of spending that the president did. Now, I can understand that. I agree. But I'm, just, I'm not going to discount the president just because of red flag laws, which could be overturned. Exactly. You're never going to have 100% from any candidate. Do I like the red flag laws? No, I think they're absolutely terrible. Do I like the amount of spending? No. But these are things that we can discuss after we win the election. You think Joe Biden is going to pull back red flag laws? You think Joe Biden is going to limit spending? Come on. Like, let's be real. Let's just live in the real world. Okay. I don't like the two-party system, but that's what we have right now. Joe Jorgensen was not going to be president. Would you, you, well, you have to look at it as, would you rather have Trump for another four years or would you rather have Biden? Biden, who said he's going to send Beto O'Rourke after semi-automatic sporting rifles, okay? So it's either red flag laws, which we can fix, or gun confiscation. Like, it's not even the same. So what do you do? You vote for Joe Jorgensen. It's, I'm sorry, you could vote for whoever you want. I'm not, listen, it's, that's your right as an American. You could not vote, you can vote for whoever you want. But you don't get to complain if Biden wins. Oh my God, all these gun laws. Well, you voted for Joe Jorgensen, you morons. You could have voted for Trump and we could have had something done about this. But instead, you decided to basically throw your vote in the trash. And that was your right and that was your decision. But guess what? Now you don't get to complain because you made a stupid choice. That's true. And libertarians are just dumb. I mean, the Libertarian Party, I have no respect for. They're not even that libertarian. Like, they're basically just social liberals. Joe Jorgensen, Gary Johnson, these guys were liberals. They were idiots. Um, And in 2016, a big part of their support was just you know, McCain Republicans who didn't want to back Trump, they voted for third party because they couldn't have any other choice. This year, they didn't have that. So the people that were voting for Joe Jurgensen were literally like socially left-leaning libertarians, and those people will never vote for Trump. I know a lot of regular libertarians, like right-leaning libertarians, people like who like like Rand Paul or Ron Paul, that kind of mold, they all voted for Trump. Um, the Joe Jurgensen vote... If anything, was, was probably could have even been pulling some numbers from maybe even Biden. Uh, so I don't really blame them. Uh, but the funny thing about the third party is that they took off parties like the Green Party. So Wisconsin used to have the Green Party. They took the Green Party off the ballot. That would have pulled from Biden, but they kept the Libertarian Party on. So they, they're playing games. Like if you're gonna have if you're gonna have third parties, you have to have all third parties. If you don't want any third parties, then take them all out. But don't do this thing where you pick and choose so you can manipulate it. Because then you just take you'll take the spoilers from the left, but you'll keep the spoilers on the right. Like give me a break. Um, I don't think it came down to Joe Jurgensen. She was a joke. She, she had no relevance. This was mostly just fraud. Um, Trump ran a good campaign. If you look at the numbers at like the county by county level, he was outperforming all his 2016 numbers. He increased his vote share, I think, by like several, a few million. I don't even remember. Um, and if when this all gets cleaned up and when all the numbers get revised, which I think will happen, I think we're in I think we're in for a long slog right now. I think this is going to drag in well into January, well into next year. It's going to be a constitutional crisis. It's not going to be pretty. 
um, unless something happens, unless we hold PA and we win Arizona. If that doesn't happen, this is going to drag out, and uh, it's going to get messy. And the media was complicit. The media was calling races early. They should not have called. They're still calling races, but they won't call them for Trump. Someone mentioned Alaska earlier. How the hell is Alaska not called? Uh, how the hell is North Carolina not called? How were all these states held? And then they, they just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. Give me a break. So we'll see what happens, but it's not going to be pretty. I still think Trump comes on top in the end. I think it's going to be a really rough time for our country. But uh, yeah, and I don't know why I went on this rant, but I don't like Joe Jorgensen. No, but uh, Gavin, you said something earlier that really is it's it's was spot on and i want to go back to it because i want to get amani and gabe's thoughts on it where we know what they what they did with the 2016 election and they just want to muddy the waters they just want to be able to say that he's not legitimate and they started with the electoral college and now that most americans are just like listen the electoral college is what it is they're like listen now we're going to make it about the ballots. We're going to make him fight the ballots. We're going to make him fight mail-in balloting. And we're going to make it look like he's suppressing the votes in order to win. And this way, we can keep talking about him as a fascist and a tyrant for the next four years. And then we'll run a real candidate. Because I think they knew. They knew. There is no way you thought you could run literally the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz in Joe Biden. The dead, the dead version of the scarecrow of the Wizard of Oz. From the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and then think yeah, President yeah. Trump. It, it doesn't make any sense. There was no way they knew that. They knew it wasn't going to happen. They, all they wanted to do was make it a mess to delegitimize the Trump presidency. Amani, go. No, yeah, I completely agree. They're trying to cast doubt. Um, and I think it's going to be very dangerous for us out there, to be honest. Um, you have celebrities calling for them. Um, I think Janelle Monet just said that uh, Trump supporters, uh, minorities, black people, anyone, she's black herself, she's a black Hollywood leftist, uh, that if you voted for Trump, then you should burn. So um, I think it's going to get a hell of a lot more dangerous out there. And I think it's I think it's time you show them the hoodie again, because we need to be prepared. We obviously need to um, prepare for the worst. Um, some of us are, Gabriel, you know, he's got thousands of followers, he's a little celebrity, so you gotta watch your back, man. No, but I'm but like, yeah, I'm, I'm very serious. It's gonna get a little scary out there. I think we're gonna be even more divided. Um, and yeah, all to cast doubt. And there was there was another uh, point I wanted to talk about. I mean, I don't know if you wanna talk about the uh, elephant in the room, no pun intended, and it was that you were censored. Well, that we were censored for like what? Like two, three days? No, it's two days. hundred percent banned on Instagram for about yeah. three and a half days. And they kept telling me with that the account was unbanned and it wasn't. There was no access allowed to the account and we had no way of reaching anybody and I couldn't make new accounts. They wouldn't let me make a backup account. So it is, they are censoring everything. We saw this with Twitter and, you know, we survived the former uh, Instagram purges when the bigger accounts were taken down. And, you know, at, at 3,200, we're not, you know, we're not the biggest account by any stretch of the imagination, but we're just big enough because we've been shadow banned for years where we will not reach anybody. And then the shadow ban expires. And guess what? Oh, 5,000 views on a video. So we're just big enough to make an impact on people, but we're not big enough where so many people are going to care or notice when we get kicked off of Instagram for four days. That you, you hit it the nail on the head. You guys are the grassroots and they're bullies because they target the small guys. They target the guys at the base because they can't manipulate you. They can't buy you off. 
and you don't have a platform to really push back against them. So they'll just come, they'll just lay the hammer down and all the small independent uh, thinkers, the independent bloggers, the independent video guys, all the independent people that make up Trump's like grassroots base, the hammer comes down. They just had a page on, face, on Facebook called Stop the Steal, banned, completely destroyed. It was just started. They, they'll leave Fox alone. They'll leave the big networks alone because those guys, they could push back and they also could be bought off. So it, it's all a dirty game. It's a dirty game. And if Trump wins, he has to do something with 230 and he has to put these big tech giants in their place. Sorry, I'm burping. <laughs> all that pasta, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. And I actually just got back on my shadow band today on Instagram. That was fun. Uh, I went from. Oh, you got reshadow banned. I got reshadow banned, uh, and it was actually for something. It was a funny meme. It was a SpongeBob meme, a bipartisan, like nothing excessive SpongeBob meme. I was averaging what, maybe about three, two to three hundred likes uh, per post. Uh, now it, I'm up to like what, maybe thirty, with uh, you know two point two thousand. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're gonna. It, it's games. not even likes though. It's reach. So I always look at reach because I could be like, listen, am I posting something that someone doesn't like? I think it's hilarious, and that's awesome. But it could be just like other people don't like it. So I look at the reach of the post. Like, we posted the Bevel and Beattie video, and it wasn't censored. It, they put that little thing on it because, yes, yeah, she did get stabbed. So it's a violent act. So they put their little warning on it. And it's almost at something like 6,000 views right now. And then I look at other posts from, like, from a few weeks ago, and the reach, the reach with hashtags is 100 people. You are yeah, no, it's insane. Like leading up to the election, you're telling me 100 people check the Trump 2020 hashtag? Come on, like it. Yeah, no, and, it, and a couple of hashtag, right? Or did they take that off already? Where now it doesn't matter. You could be posting cupcakes, uh, ha hashtag cupcakes. It's banned. Every single hashtag is yep. banned. I don't know if that's still on there, but look, they're, they're that afraid that they're like, you know what? We're just gonna get rid of them all. Get rid of them all, yeah. so they can't see it. Well, this is what they do. This is what they do in third world countries. This is what they did in the Arab countries when they started revolting. They would just shut the internet down. They would just shut Facebook, Twitter down. They wouldn't let you communicate. Like this is happening in America. Like I literally can't go and t tweet something with a ha or put on Instagram something hashtag Trump twenty twenty. I mean, like, why do we accept this? This is ridiculous. Like, treat them like utilities. Like, treat them like utilities. Like, if I wanted to call Gabriel and whisper sweet nothings to him over the phone, no one can stop me from making that phone yeah. call. But if I wanted to tweet at him. And he's shadow banned, but that's okay, even though, you know, that's the main form of communication anymore. So what I'm saying is we have to free up the internet and, and put some pressure on these companies. Otherwise, I can't text sweet nothings to Gabriel. I, I love how I've been the, the examples this whole, this whole episode. But that's I think that's, this that's might have been something that actually happened. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> I don't, I don't tell, but, uh, there was something that, that I noticed, um, when I was in a, a local Facebook group and it was a neighborhood group and, uh, someone put up the Abraham Lincoln quote. I think it was right before the, uh, the Confederacy seceded or it was after the war one, the two where it said, uh, don't worry, we're still all friends, something along those lines. And there were a lot of people on there that were ironically commenting how they hate, yeah, how basically hatred towards the right and hatred towards Republicans. And I put this, you, you guys are being extremely disingenuous when you're saying, well, I, you know, uh, I support everyone except for Republicans. I, I'm friends with everyone except for a person who thinks this way. And then 
two people got on, didn't necessarily get on my case um, when they said, well, I have friends that are Republicans, but not ones who are Trump supporters. I'm like, wait a second. So that, you that's think when that people Jew- go, oh, I have a Jewish friend. That's nice. Well, I, and this is where I said, so you're telling me that on the basis of me supporting a president that is the current leader of my party, I can still say he has some flaws. I know he's not perfect, but someone who I support, you think that you have the right to just tell me that I'm a second-class citizen compared to you? That's not right. But that's not stuff that, that's ever going to get taken down. That's not the stuff that's going to get reported. That's not the stuff that's going to get banned. There was a uh, Pulitzer Prize winner. I think it's from like the New York Times put up a picture of um, Hispanics uh, with, like a, uh, with a Nazi flag saying that these are Latinos for Trump. That is, I, and I, and I uh, made a comment and uh, reported it for hate speech or symbols, hate symbols on Instagram. Didn't take it down. They said, we reviewed it. It's fine. I shared a literal link article to Kyle Rittenhouse with national files saying that he shot a pedophile and they took it down saying that I was inciting violence. Are you kidding me? He did. He did shoot a pedophile. Oh, and we just got banned from every platform. My bad. Sorry, guys. It's all your fault. I know. It always is. Yeah, but I think that um, another thing uh, that that we should, uh, I guess, lightly brush up, because I know that we're going to have to be ending soon, is that we have successfully seen the last plan, the plan for the last four years of how, and I even say for the past 20 years, of the anti-American rhetoric, um, the it's cool to be a communist, it's cool to be against your country. Hell, I was on that train a couple of years ago. Um, we've seen all of that just ego building and patting on the back, finally paying off, and this is their big payoff, this time, this moment right now, because we found teachers, lack of parenting, um, big tech and Hollywood elitists and political elitists support the idea of your activism, support the idea of, sorry, not your, their activism, whatever they believe to be true. And the issue with that, the issue with that activism and the issue with people not taking responsibility, and actually sitting someone down and saying, you can't have everything that you want, you can't win all the time is that now these people will never be satisfied. They're not going to be at a place in time in their lives where they can say that they're satisfied with the way the country is going. Like we said, Biden is winning, according to the polls, right? And they're still going out and rioting and protesting. So it's always about them just dragging the finish line a little bit farther, a little bit farther, a little bit farther. They're never going to be satisfied. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And at this point, they're trying to take the country. Gabe, we've seen that with everything. You know how they, like, for example, like Elon Omar, all, all of these uh, socialist communists, I call them just all communists, um, uh, like Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, it's because we love this country. We love this country. We're voting for it's this country. It's because this country. Because you don't fundamentally try to change America, right? Like our, our foundations, our principles, if you love it. Like if that was a relationship, you'd be like, bro, like she's not good for you. Like she doesn't love you. You know, she's trying to, Right. So, so I hate this whole, I'm, we're doing this, we are destroying the country because we love it. We right? want to destroy every opportunity available for minorities and, and Americans as a whole, because I really do hate using the word minorities, like for all Americans. Like if you cut taxes for Americans, you're going to cut taxes for minorities. Like that, I, I hate that whole divisive, uh, uh, divisive terminology that they use. But you don't fundamentally try to change what you love. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get rid of every opportunity available and every right that actually protects us from tyranny, which is what they claim the right is doing. No, 100%. So, and, you guys freeze? Oh, 
Okay. No, 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 no. I was making sure that you were done. Um, no, but the that, it's true. In, uh, no. It's it's yeah. true. It's the left hates this country because what America is, it's the promise of the founding. It's the promise of the Declaration of Independence. It's the promise of the Bill of Rights. Where no, we weren't perfect when we started, but look at the world that this country was started in. It was started where England owned half of the world. You know, everyone was conquering all these people. There was slavery across the entire world, the entire world for centuries, for centuries. And that's where we were started. And it was a promise that, listen, we're going to make this promise now and hopefully one day it will be fulfilled. And it has been fulfilled. But guess what? There are people who their entire lives have been dedicated to activism. And when you are an activist, you cannot do anything else. That is your job. That is your skill set. And as replace God, if you don't have God in your life, that's going to fill that God-shaped hole in your heart, right? That's their new religion. They're willing to really die about this. They're willing to go to prison over this. They're willing to, you know, everything is acceptable because it is for their God, which is uh, leftism. So that's why they think that they're justified in doing and, and committing every vile act that they that they do because they're justified because this is now filling in that role, which is what uh, they've been trying to do forever is getting rid of God so that government can be your religion. And it's scary because now we're finally seeing years of public school system paying off and stop paying off in the good run, like in the, in the good way. They want people to work with the government. There was that Soviet defector, his video goes viral every few months from like the 1980s and it basically illustrates uh, a lot of this and it said basically, you know, the way communists take over society is not through, you know, the battlefield, it's, it's through the inside, it's where they just sort of whittle you down, they demoralize you, they take away your traditions like God, like religion, they infiltrate the schools, they infiltrate academia, they infiltrate the media, and they continue over the course of a generation uh, to basically demoralize a society so they have no they have no value in the country that they live in they have no value in the institutions in the traditions and they just want to destroy it and they become nihilistic and if you go outside in new york city and you see an antifa protests those are the very same people that they brainwashed i mean they weren't born that way they weren't born you know being a uh, crazy uh, you know masked uh you know left-wing terrorists they were probably indoctrinated that way over several years between public school, the mass media, uh, higher education or whatever it is. And that's how America has really started to, to fall to it. It wasn't because we got beat militarily, it's because we uh, we allowed it to infiltrate our society. And uh, it's very sad. And that's how you are allowed to have uh, such a rigged election because you have so many people uh, who work at these polling stations that are just so morally contemptible and so crooked and have such a contempt for this country and the people that are voting in this country that they want to rig it and they don't they don't have any issue with it morally because they, they've just been conditioned uh, not to uh, you never could have got away with this kind of thing decades ago and it, it's, it's a real sad state of affairs 100 i think it's a great spot to end on um we will be coming back again next week with our live show this will be our format from now on i like the way it looks it looks very pretty on the screen <laughs> I think it's more much more enjoyable for everybody um, but Gavin, if you, there's anything that you need to plug with the NYYRC or anything that you've been doing, please do so now. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. This Monday, we're going to have another, uh, event right after on the heels of this, uh, contested election. It's going to be a veterans, uh, veterans day appreciation social and post election social, uh, with Rob Smith, uh, from turning point USA. Uh, we're going to make it, uh, open to veterans, uh, just need to prove, um, 
that you're a veteran, obviously. We don't want any stolen valor. And we'll have some other people there from many different veteran groups. We're doing a fundraiser to support the veterans, the Homes for Veterans from our philanthropy chair. Uh, so we're raising some money there to help uh, disabled veterans across uh, the state and the country. And uh, you also have our gala coming up in December. It's going to be probably one of the biggest political events this year, just because we can't have events, so we're automatically number one. Uh, it's going to be with Sarah Palin. Uh, we're probably going to have some other speakers. Uh, but it's going to be a great event. See the dinner, black tie. Hope you all can make it. You can follow us at, at NYYRC on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole thing. And, uh, you know, if you come, uh, Gabriel uh, will whisper sweet nothings into your ear as well. He really likes to do that. He's a very gracious uh, host and uh, he really loves the new faces. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's have a great time and hopefully we'll have some good news in a few days. Gabe has to do that. If he doesn't whis whisper sweet nothings in people's ears, he is no longer the co-host of this show. It will just be me and Amani. That is that is just the way it's going to be, Gabe. But Amani, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? You're muted. Oh, problems with the live. We might keep you. We might keep you. Thank you. You're useful, Gabriel. Thank you. I, I know I'm very useful. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at redpilledicarly, where I do a lot of bilingual things over there. So if you have any uh, people you need a red pill in Spanish, you know where to go. Yes, Gabe. she's she's also a rapper by the name of Lil Carly. Uh, Carly B. Oh, my goodness. Carly B. I'm oh, so Carly. sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So you... What just happened? She had a stroke. <laughs> so you can find... Uh, <laughs> my time. You can find me... <laughs> at Baron Dot Montalvo. And for those of you who don't know, it is Baron with one R. I'm not trying to bite off of the president's son. Look into the history of what that is. Uh, Montalvo, last name on the screen. For those of you on audio, M-O-N-T-A-L-V-O. And on Twitter, it is Baron underscore Montalvo. And if you're on the Facebook uh, pages tab of the search engine or the search bar, uh, type in Gabriel E. Montalvo and my page will come up. And I'll uh, be happy to get into actually getting getting some engagement on there so that's uh, kind of fun uh and if you support the hispanic conservative movement please make sure to support the republican national hispanic assembly if you're in new york the new york chapter uh we partnered up with the nyyrc we've also partnered up with the white zone republican club uh the conservative republican alliance so we're doing great stuff and it's all about working together and of course they have me on this show because they need to diversify hashtag affirmative action yeah it was getting a little light sure. for a while Gabriel's the token we bring out, you know, that's how it is. We just roll them out when we need them. They and he keep says, it like uh, Yeah, we, we, he, we don't turn them on until we, we have these events. Like, he's actually in off mode. I'm he's the actually secret token. I'm the secret He's not real. It's because he's, he owns a suit. That's the only reason why we keep him around. <laughs> he does they have good me. suits. Gabriel, that he has very good suits. Thank you. They keep me like Hannibal Lecter until they actually, like, need me. All right, guys, um, thanks to everyone who watched our first live show. We had some technical issues, a fuse blew in my apartment, and then I couldn't get access to my email, so we started a little bit later, but we will be starting all of our live shows, 7.30 p.m. They will be available on Facebook, which I just realized I did not have it on for most of the show, so our Facebook group was not uh, accessible at that time, but it was on YouTube, so everyone on YouTube, everyone who posted questions, uh, people who sent me things via email, I definitely got them. Uh, make sure you check out our website. It is at the bottom of this video. So if you're watching the video, just look at the bottom of the screen, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com, for all links to all of our episodes, videos, blogs, our store. Remember, all of that money goes back into spreading the word in New York 
We did a great job. Everyone in New York, all the different groups, Conservative Republican Alliance, Gabe and all the stuff that he does as a Hispanic robot and, you know, everything that Gavin does. And we got President Trump got a huge portion of the vote in New York. We did not flip it, but we do have a bunch of really good candidates who have a very good chance at taking back state government seats and some seats in Washington. So the mission is not over yet. So we do need your support. And make sure that you are protecting yourselves, you're protecting your family. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives. Yes, we are back from our full-on ban. Follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons. And for that, stay safe, Trump 2020, and don't let fear take your freedom.